Hello and good evening, everybody. It is Sideline Sports as per usual. You might be wondering why there are only two of us on the screen. Uh, that is because JB is currently in Mexico uh, enjoying a little vacation. He guess, I guess we bother him too much. Uh, jo- maybe John's takes finally and got Eric finally couldn't handle my takes. Yeah, Eagles, so Eric, he bowed like- out. Bye-bye, Hold Eric. Don't, don't give – all right, you know what? This is how we're going to start, John. All right, look, I figured you'd be – reasonable for the first minute two minutes before eric showed you were up wrong I, I as per usual eric said he'd be here in just a couple minutes he's running a little bit late so that's why he's not here but jb like i said is uh in mexico enjoying i i do think john uh your comments have finally gotten to him i think you forced him to take a break his old man brain uh cannot handle your wild comments any further it seems do you have any com- jb do, do you or care eric? to comment Oh, I, well, I was talking about JB. I thought you were talking about Eric and his old man brain. Yeah. They're starting to get up there, forgetting things and things. Like, oh, there he is. Sorry about that. <laughs> say it to his face, why don't you? Say it, say it to his dirt. face, why don't you? Huh? <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey, this guy, he can't brag about his Eagles, but at least he can brag about the Chicago Sky. So there's that. Testing one, two, three. Can y'all hear me? We got yes, you, sir. Eric. I'm good. Yeah, don't wait for me, fellas. Don't ever wait for me. Get the show started, oh, we didn't. man. We didn't. We we were chatting a little bit, waiting. We you are know, waiting. I was to talking see about you behind your just, back. Yeah, oh. Exactly. Yeah, he was just talking trash. So, I was just telling John uh, behind the scenes who I wanted to start with. So, uh, you know, I think Eric, you weren't on last week, obviously, which is okay. Um, haven't seen you in a little bit. So, uh, you know, last week we discussed the Nets. We figured Kyrie Irving. He was the big topic, and then we hear this week. Oh, Kyrie wants to go back to the Nets. He takes his player option. And then what happens? Oh, yeah, KD says, by the way, Kyrie, you wanted to go back to the Nets. That, that's, that's great. Um, I don't want to be here anymore. I, I want to head out. But apparently I still want to play with you. So I'm not really sure what they're thinking or what their logic is. I just wanted to talk about this because the Nets might be – this is not the first time this has happened that they've had this kind of dysfunction where they thought, oh, let's bring in stars that will work. You know, that whole Kevin Garnett and that Paul Pierce, that, you know, that was different but still bad. Um, this is the second time this has happened. They're like, oh, let's bring in stars. Everyone's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, it seems like um, it's gone quite the opposite. It's been terrible. So, Well, you know, it's that new age of uh, basketball players where, you know, one minute they are very – they have a plan in place. They have an idea, um, and they know what they want to do. When it's not executed to the way they want it to be executed, they then have to rethink their strategy. You know, it's uh, – Oh, it, 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 it really what it does for me is it, in my opinion, hurts the game of basketball, because, you know, when I look at two box office players, two guys who can take a game over on the court and keeping my focus solely there, I know what they're capable of. However, it's all of this. Well, do we want to play together? Do I want to go here? Do I want to go there? Like, like, what are you truly going after? Are you going after playing with your boys and, and, and creating a championship? Are you, have you lost your love of the game? Like, what is it? That's what I want to know when it comes to this. Because granted, social media has brought so much to light that we 
were never privy to this information back in the day. Now it's secondhand nature, you know? I mean, look, during the NFL season, the minute someone got traded, Sideline Sports was first to drop the new. We were like, hey, we dropped it within the first 30 minutes. We didn't wait till 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock or 4 p.m. We dropped it as soon as it was hot, right, wrong, or indifferent. (laughs) And then, you know, when you look at nowadays, it's like, okay, Kyrie, you opted in. Great, fantastic. Kevin Durant, well, now you want to be traded. Can y'all just help us figure out which direction y'all are going? Because we get us the offseason. I'm just trying to understand what's Brooklyn going to look like come October. So I, there's a couple things to unpack with that. First of all, I think that he signed just because I think that they want to do a sign and trade. I think that that was the move all, all along as, you know, he was hoping and expected to be traded as far as wanting to play with your guys. Um, to me, that just kind of like you said, Eric, are you doing it for the love of the game? Because you're you're trying to team up with your buddies. And that's like if I would cover the Miami Dolphins, you know, at an event, cover their team, and then I let my fandom get in the way of covering the team. You know what I mean? Like, once you, you start muddying those us, waters. You'd never do that in real life. But, right. well, like, once you start muddying those waters, like, it's hard to separate. And so once KD, Kyrie, and whoever start wanting to start talking to each other before signing and saying, hey, we want to go here together. Let's meet up here and let's go to Brooklyn or whatever. Like, I get it. But at the same time, like, there's a reason you're not a GM. And like I said, to me, it takes away from um, trying to be a professional athlete because you're worried about teaming up with your buddies. And granted, I mean, two hell of a talent, you know, two guys that are probably being the hall, you know what I mean? Like first ballot hall of famers one day, but that still takes away from the aspect of, aspect of being a professional athlete when you let your your friendship get in the way of what you're trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? Like if Kate, if one of those two leaves, is the other one going to want to chase them? Like, yes. I, yeah. I don't, I don't Always. care. For yes. John, that's for John, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because think of it like this, okay? Sideline Sports. Let's say the three of us elevate. Let's say John, you go to ESPN. Jake, you go to Fox, and I go to NBC. Now we started this network and and we got it to that level to where now we can go off and do what we want to do on a bigger platform. Okay. But don't think in the back of our mind, Hey man, if, if there's an opportunity at Fox, I know my boy Jake's over there. I know what Jake and I can do together. Why would I not want to go work with him? Same thing with you. If I knew ESPN had an opportunity and you called me and you were like, E you got to come, man, we can do this. We we can build it from the inside. What happens huh? if when you both end up, you know, you convince a guy from ESPN to hire Jake and you are working together, then all of a sudden there's a spot and they're like, we're going to give it to Jake. Eric, you're not good enough. Jake is. And then it's like, you know what I mean? You start muddying them waters. You're like, oh, I see how it is. Like Jake is good enough, but I'm not like something like that. And to me, that takes away the, like I said, from the professionalism, when you start playing those games, um, you're supposed to be a professional in whatever profession you're in. And once you start doing that, I, right. I, I just personally don't like it. You're not no, wrong, I get it. I get it. Hold on really quick. Cause you man, um, our man Denzel J Nelson chimed in. So I got a little something <laughs> I want to show him since he, since he crowned me. Give me one sec. Yeah. Um, yeah, real quick, John, just to, to that, to real quick while Eric is doing what he's got to do. I mean, I, I see your point. Oh boy. <laughs> 
He called me the champ, so you know. I mean, is that a sports arena belt? That is a sports arena belt, baby, live and in person. Yes. Oh, babe, that's awesome. Yes, sports arena belt in the building. He called me the champ, so I figured I might as well, uh, (laughs) I might as well wear it with pride. Anyhow, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I mean, you're right. Muddy in the water, but that's the way this game has become. The problem is the waters have been. Not every player's like that, though, Jake. No, but I just mean the game as a whole. What I mean by that is. Super teams are the thing. Yes. That started realistically. Um, I think it's probably fair to say somewhere around the 2010s when LeBron joined. So in that in that that area, and I'm not saying it was LeBron when he joined Miami, but I'm saying that was the time for me at least that I could think is realistically when this is started. I mean, that Miami Heat team was one of the first real. No, I mean you had the no, Lakers. Be- you you always had. You didn't have teams that formed up the way that the Heat did, and I think right, and that's what I mean did. by that. The but Celtics, you've always I think had the Celtics like, did it with Garnett, yeah. Pierce, and Allen. See, you had three experienced Fair. vets who, you know, they took a rookie in Rajon Rondo and elevated him to such a level that he, I don't think, is able to get back to that prominence. And when you're working with three experienced veterans, you know, Paul Pierce was he was on his way out the door. And he called up KD and they got Ray Allen and the, and the three of them said, you know, we're going to take this to that level. And what did right. they do? They beat Kobe and then got themselves a championship. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, it, it's sure. one of those things where I think, in my opinion, I think that's where it started. So, I, but, but that's a fair point. And my, 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 my ultimate point is it only started so long ago, but since it started, you saw that. I talked about LeBron. That's another easy example. But it didn't really pick up. I would say where it's happened really often the last seven, eight years, maybe, maybe, Fair. you know, I, I and, and those were the early examples of it happening, but the game has shifted to though. It seems like everybody wants to do it, right? Katie went to the Warriors. That's an example. Paul George and Kawhi teaming up in LA. That was a recent example. Um, you know, Katie and Kyrie are the most, one of the most recent examples. And these are just examples of it happening. But the point ultimately is it happened a little bit back then. It's becoming more and more prominent now. Uh, you know, LeBron and, and AD in LA. It's just that's the way the game seems to be coming. But I and I don't I like it, but that's just the way it's, it is. That's what players are right now. It's a different sport, but I think that players see the loyalty in a guy like Mike Trout, and they're like, "Wow, this guy's been yeah. so loyal to the to the Angels, and it's gotten him absolutely nothing. He could have he could have left a long time ago and went to a Dodgers or something like that and had opportunities to win championships. Came home. And, and I'm anywhere. a loyal like I, I preach loyalty and stuff like that. So I'll never say don't be loyal. But I understand that guys realize that their shelf lives are very short in their careers. WNBA and NBA and all all sports, their their shelf lives are very, very short. So whenever you have a chance to go and win they ask themselves, like, is the team really going to be loyal to me like I would be loyal to them, or do I need to go and do what's nope. best for what Usually I think right. is best, whether that's an area where my family would be happy, playing with my friends, money, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I that's think it. that factors in is they're yeah, not really worried about, about loyalty. They're just – they want to win, and they don't want to be stuck somewhere where, like, like Dame Lillard, like, he has been loyal like crazy. But he's gotten absolutely nothing out of it, and they've they've gotten a little bit close to the NBA Finals one time. That's about it. So like they Ooh. really haven't gotten there with Dame Lillard, and he's oh, given yeah, everything no. to them. Dame time need so, to check out. He don't punch that clock. 
he done punched that clock a one too many times. Okay, listen, uh, Jay put it exactly how I was going to say it. We want the players to be loyal, but the front office ain't loyal. You got to be loyal to yourself. And in a system that is, as you said, John, a small window. Think about it like this. And we know this to be the case. Okay, I'll take the NFL. The average lifespan of an NFL player is 3.75. All right. You want to get through your rookie contract because, you know, when you hit that fourth year, as you go into that possible next contract, when you're supposed to be, quote, unquote, in your prime, that's when you get them big dollars. That's when you got that generational wealth coming up. But guess what? If you can make it to that point. Right. But guess what? If you don't produce, there's a litany of guys waiting to take your spot. You know that as well as the any, any, we all know that. Okay. What, what, what's the saying? Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. That's exactly right. how it is. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we want the Dame Lillers to stick around. We want the Mike Trout to stick around. Up until he left and went to Tampa, we wanted Brady to stick around because it showed loyalty for a team. But if the wins ain't coming in, you have to look at yourself as a player, as an athlete, and say to yourself, okay, what's going to be best for not only myself but also my family? Because the front office right. ain't thinking about you. You're right. No, you're right. I, th- I think the biggest problem with the players that they don't realize, um, you know, th- there's things called teams of all-stars and all-star teams. LeBron like James that. and the Miami Heat, I think, were a great example of both. They were a team of all-star players, but they were also a great team the way they played together. Some players just get together, like KD and Kyrie. I don't think that they think past we're friends, and that's my biggest issue with the play. They think, oh, let's just join my friends. You need to think about players you can actually play ball with, not just because you're his friend, but who can you actually like, – who can you mesh with? Who who can you work together well with that will also be your friend? That's the thing. A lot of these players want to make all-star – teams of all-stars. That's what they want. They want to make you know as many all-star players on one team. But that's not how you win championships because you get, if you give me five role players that play better together than anybody else in the entire sport – Versus a team of LeBron and AD and the rest of their roster the way they have it, right? That team that plays so well together might win, not because their players are better, but because they know how to play so well together. They have a brand of basketball. They make it work to the point that they can win. And I'm not saying that these players are always going to make it perfect. I understand it's hard to figure that out. You know, you, you play pickup games, it's different. But you got to get a sense of who you can play with and who you can't. Putting KD and Kyrie together, I knew was a bad idea. I think everybody did. Why? Because they're both alphas. They they do, they do want. Do you think that... it was a bad idea, or was yes. it because no. that suit got there and that ruined everything? And they oh, could that didn't help either. That that didn't help either. But I didn't think it was. I never was super high on it because I didn't know if they could handle playing together on the court. Because KD likes to be that guy, but so does Kyrie. That's one of the issues Kyrie and LeBron had together when they played together. It was a lot of clashing, right? They butt heads. KD, in my opinion, doesn't do a very good job of conceding that alpha role to somebody else, and I don't think Kyrie was going to either. Now, granted, they didn't really play together much anyway to begin with for a litany of other reasons that we yeah. could go on and discuss. So it's hard to say how well they actually really would have played together Yeah, if you gave a full us season. three or four full seasons, what would right. have happened if they got a I, different superstar? Say you put Dame Lillard there, not James Harden, right. as that third superstar. Like, Eric, what would have happened if they all were healthy? Oh, if they were, I'm telling you right now, if they were all healthy and you put Dame Lillard with KD and Kyrie, 
they were the team then. I'm telling you, they were the team. Because I, I disagree with Jake in the sense that they didn't make it work. I think the body of work is what we haven't seen. You know, yeah, you said fair. it was a mistake from jump. I disagree. I think putting the two of them together, knowing that there is a, a friendship along with, you know, playing the game of basketball, being stars, both individually and then collectively, I'm saying to myself, you put the two of them together healthy, and then you added Dame Lillard. Oh yeah, the Brooklyn was a they are a top contender team from jump, but the body of work is what we didn't see. And now it's just going to be a question of now what if that's we couldn't have expected a pandemic to come in the middle of Of this run that they created. We couldn't have expected one of their you know, one of their superstars, Kyrie, to do what he did and make that decision, which I respect because everybody should have their, you know, we've said that before, everybody should have their choice in regards to whether they want to get vaccinated or not. It was a stupid rule to begin with that he couldn't play whenever other players, Yankee players could play other things like that. But, you know, then again, different sports, different people, different, whatever. Yeah, it was a stupid rule anyway, but we haven't talked about KD and I mean, we saw what we saw what was given for Rudy Gobert, Eric. Oh, so God. I mean, that has to be a win for the Nets because you're going to get more for KD than you're going to get for Rudy Gobert. And I know his contract is massive, and he has four years left on his contract, oh, but right. he still is KD. And That's I would like think that for... they would have to get the haul that they got that Gobert yeah. got that the Jazz got. John, you want to talk about Rudy Gobert real quick? I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen a team get fleeced so bad for one player. That it's was because so he, ridiculous. It's because he's I, one no, of the, statistically one of the best defenders. It's not only that. I think it was also all defensive, all of the defensive player of the years. That's not my opinion. I'm just telling you why they did no, it. It's because they locked down that. They locked down. You know, I with, think with also Pat part of the him, problem that's going to be really hard to get it. through. So I understand. I, I think that was the other problem. Cat, I think they he was going to sign probably anyway with the Timberwolves because he's yeah. just you know he's a loyal guy. That's how he is. But I think they finally realized you know I think we're going to help Cat out a little bit. They're not worried maybe about draft should, picks at this point, right? Either. They're just like, hmm, maybe we should try and help him. I don't know what took them so long to wise up to help him because they've had plenty of time to do it. But I also got to tell you, man, that trade was so bad. I mean, congratulations, Jazz. You got rid of a problem on your team, and you got a massive haul that you, that you should not have received. But doesn't matter because you're you're benefiting. It doesn't doesn't hurt you. It helps you in the long run. I just, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I will say this: I think with Cat Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. There's a solid team there now. I think that's a oh, really, really that's a very team. strong team, yeah. and it's in a, in, a, in one well, say in a tough, tough division too, which is the, you know the important part um, to to really think about is they beefed up that lineup because I I think they knew they couldn't they couldn't take care of business with what they had. But I think with Rudy Gobert, it helps. It, I don't it gives think it's them a, a bad, real opportunity. I don't think it's a bad move, Jake. I just think no, I agree. They gave I up a lot, but I understand. Like you have that kind of presence down low. I get as it. one all the defensive player of the years. Like how could you turn that down? But if you're going to give up that much, in my opinion, you should have went and got again like a Dame Lillard or something like that. Or if Katie, you're going to give up that, or much. even Kyrie. 
Like, I don't understand giving up that much for Gobert when if you're going to give up that much for somebody, go and get a, a superstar. I don't I don't look at Gobert as a superstar. Like, he's just not that guy to me. He's – if you ask me, I would put, like, KD, Kyrie, LeBron, those guys are the top of the top. And I'm not, and I'm not saying – I'm not, I'm not saying where they rank on top of each other. That's not the point. You know, and, and Dane, too, like you said, they're the tippy top. They are the top of the mountain. They are the highest of the high, right? They're the biggest superstars. For me, Rudy Gobert is, is on that next tier below where I don't know if we're calling them superstars or stars or what we want to call it, but he is one of the premier players, and he's just outside of that superstar level. He's, you know, he's an incredible player. He's just, to me, I don't think a guy you start your franchise around, and that's what most of those superstars are, but he's definitely a guy you want on your team, no doubt. That is, no matter what, you all, he is a guy you absolutely 1,000% want on your team because of his ability to play the game. Eric's chomping yeah. at the bit. I can see. Yeah. And I just, listen, I respect what Gobert has done, okay? And Rudy definitely adds a different piece. He's a complementary piece, if you will, to the team. Right. Am I starting a franchise around him? No. That's exactly what I'm saying. Am Absolutely. I looking? Am I looking for him to be the guy that's going to attract, you know, the the, the talent that we need to win a championship? No. Rudy Gobert to me is a complimentary piece, and I don't see anything more than that with regard to him. And again, I asked this question. Um, shout out to, you know, our friend. D from Sports and Coffee. She does that on Twitter space every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11. Shameless plug. Um, I asked this question. I respect the hell out of KD for what he does on the court and his ability to play the game, but can we stop calling him a leader? Because I don't feel Kevin Durant is a leader. I don't, a leader I don't, is someone who, who takes charge when necessary in all facets, not just one aspect. You yeah, know? So, so You start with you start with, um, and I'll be really quick, Jake. You start with go, go. 2012 or 2011, whatever year it was that him and Russ and, and Harden got to the NBA Finals. Lost to my Heat. Okay, and then you lost to the Heat that year. You rode with them for a couple of years, and then you go to uh, Golden State. All right, you get yourself two rings. You leave Golden State. Now you're in Brooklyn. And you still have been unable to secure the bag. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, you might have got your contract and you might have got your money, but you don't have that hardware. So no. what? And so now me, there's I, talk of you leaving again. No, so, on, Jake. so for me, KD has never been a leader. What he is is a loud voice in the room that demands attention, not, not because that, he though. deserves it, but because he needs to have the attention. But he doesn't deserve it. When he was in Golden State, and John, I know you talked about this, and I will let you – speak more on this because this is mostly your point, but I do agree with what you said, so I wanted to bring it up. KD won finals MVP. He was a great player. But you know why he won that MVP? Because Steph and Clay, both leaders, leaders of that team, helped get him the ball more, tried to help facilitate the ball with him to to make it around him because they knew he was a great player. And that's fine. But that's what leaders do, and that's the important thing, right? KD, when he was in uh, OKC, wasn't a leader. It was just three guys yelling at each other. It was a bunch of voices yelling at each other is what it feels like to me. They were just trying to figure out, you know, they were they were getting into the league, trying to figure their their, their roles out. It was a mess. Then he goes to Golden State, like we just talked about, and I just said that 
it wasn't him being the leader. Somebody else was the leader for him, and and they gave you know he was he was one of the voices in the room because of his experience, but not because of his leadership. And there's a difference. And then in Brooklyn, same thing. Neither I don't think KD nor uh, Kyrie were necessarily leaders in that locker room, but I prefer Kyrie probably in that scenario over KD because to me KD just sounds like a giant baby that he wants money. And rings. I mean, and let's, not, he gets let's not He's, let Kyrie off the I, hook. I, I'm you know, not. I mean, I'm not. This guy's I, holding practices behind Steve I, Nash's back. I'm not. John, Nash held practices. John, I'm not. I, look, I'm not saying either <laughs> of them are leaders. They're not. Neither of them are leaders, and they've proved it. But my point is, is Katie's one of those guys that's chasing money and chasing rings his entire career. Okay, but which, okay, but hold on, Jake. Which one is he chasing more then? Because that's my question. Which one is he chasing more? Are you chasing the money or are you chasing the rings? Because if you're chasing the rings, you would have stayed in Golden State. You would have right. ran it with Golden State you're regardless. Right. You left to go to Brooklyn. Why? You know money what I'm saying? That was my nice. question. Why did you go to Brooklyn? Did you go to Brooklyn because you wanted to be a leader or did you go chase the money? See, to me, it's one or the other. It can't be both. I don't think it's Some people if, For me, when he went to Brooklyn – when he went to Brooklyn, it was neither about the money nor the rings. So I think it, it was about going to play with Kyrie. He wanted that's exact. He wanted to play with his friend, and he knew. And I think in that scenario, he knew playing with his friend. He knew he, he knew he would garner money, but it wasn't chasing after money. If anything, he was chasing after a ring. If you're going to choose one of the two, because he knew he was going to get money no matter where he went. So chasing money wasn't going to be a problem. He was going to get money literally anywhere he went. Yeah, it was course. just a matter of how much he would get, but he knew he'd get money. So he was it wasn't get, that. He was okay, so then the he's bag. chasing the bag. He's not chasing yeah. the championship. So the, 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 I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. you 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 chasing the money. You're not chasing right. multiple titles because so, you you had that scenario in Golden State, and then you left. Katie's so one of those guys me, that has to have it his way. That's what. Let it me is. ask you this question: Which is more sure. of a detriment to Katie's legacy? Is it what he didn't do in, in Brooklyn, one of the biggest failures for a big three we've ever seen from any NBA team or him teaming up with Golden State. We know the story of that. Him, He couldn't beat him. He was up 3-1, and then he ended up joining them. You know, and that's always a detriment. People always say, well, this guy didn't win a real ring, you know, and all that stuff, and that's always tied to his legacy, and he's always knocked for that. So what's a bigger detriment to the legacy of Kevin Durant? Which one? Because, I mean, both are pretty uh, pretty damning whenever you look I'm at I'm saying it. chasing the money. No, I'm no, no, no not money. money. No, no, the failure in Brooklyn that he, oh, that he had oh, okay. or, or chasing Golden State, the team he couldn't beat when he was up 3-1. Which one's a bigger failure and a bigger knock I'll, on his I'll give my input legacy. after Eric. Well, so here's the thing, John. We don't know if he's if he's definitely leaving Brooklyn, so I can't answer that question. If he definitely leaves Brooklyn. No, but this is over. Bro- the Brooklyn experiment is over. Well, we, we don't know that. Come on, guys. Like, this okay, is done. John, it's not, ink, it's not officially done yet. has not dried yet. Right. So I agree with you, John, that it's likely. It's almost guaranteed, but it hasn't officially right. happened. So but I think but you ask yourself, this, is, th- okay, this okay. experiment If you're done, asking right? that question, based on what we know currently, I'm going to say him being in Brooklyn is more of a detriment than him going to Golden State. To right, answer I, your question, I will yeah. say Brooklyn. I but completely agree. With the caveat, if he stays in Brooklyn – then I, I I have I, I don't see any detriment on him yet. Right. You can throw I, I, an asterisk on him all you want about him leaving OKC and Golden and Golden State and getting two titles. Guess what? What you can't take from him is the fact that he's got two titles. I, I, and I, he could have done I, more. 
let me preface that by saying I never knock him for doing that because, like you said earlier, Eric, the the shelf life of these guys is short, and you got to do what's best for your family and your money and whatever it is. And these front offices don't care about I mean, you. He also so I never knocked, for himself. I never knocked. He wanted KD. to have rings. I get it. I never John. knocked KD for going to Golden State and winning. Like I can't because professional athletes got to do what they got to do, and you're gonna look at KD. And if he doesn't go there and win, you're what are you going to say about him? You're going to say the same thing that was said about LeBron James before he went to Miami and won a title. This guy can't do it. This guy can't get it done. This guy can't win. That's going to be the knock on him. But then whenever he goes and wins, it's not the way you want him to win. Guess what? A ring is still a ring. LeBron works. James has won every single place he's went. Like John. Just because he's chased teams and stuff like that doesn't mean LeBron James doesn't have, what, four rings? Like you LeBron can't take that four. away and that and is. put asterisks on a championship. Like a win is a win, and that's hey. all there is to it. There's nothing else. No matter how much media wants to to push a narrative on KD or push it on LeBron for for leaving Cleveland, going to Miami, and forming that team, and then come back and winning, and then going to the Lakers and winning, he still won. That's John. all that matters. Let, 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 let me bring it home it. for you before Jake gets his piece, and yeah. let me bring it home for you really quick. Okay. What is this network? What is this network? I'm asking. Oh, this is a group of uh group a family, not just a group of people, but this is a family. Sideline Sports is a family. Okay, Sideline Sports. Okay. Yeah. Before October of 2021, was the sports arena a part of Sideline Sports? No, it wasn't. Nope. Okay, so what did the sports arena do? The sports arena saw an opportunity to elevate the brand and said, I'm going to join Sideline Sports Network. Same thing. I I I don't knock it. There's nothing wrong with joining, but if you're trying to win championships, if you're trying to build your legacy, and Eric, you kind of touched on it, and I totally agree. All he wanted to do was just build his legacy, just keep winning. Why did you leave Golden State, man? That's why I'm with you about the Brooklyn thing. Now, granted, I agree with what you said also, Eric, is, you know, he didn't leave yet. He's still on Brooklyn. We don't know. But assuming things go the way we expect, I would agree with what was being said, which is, yeah, it's obviously Brooklyn. Why? Because you had all signs pointing towards at least one more, if not two more championships in in Golden State. Possibly more. Who knows? You you can't tell the future. But I would have put money. I would have put all the money I have to say they get at least one more, at least one. So he walks away with three championships guaranteed. But instead, what does he do? He leaves to go play with his friend. And it's so far been a colossal failure. And to answer your question, Jake, Katie is a different breed. He's a a one-of-a-kind. And I say that because I've never seen a superstar in the NBA care about what other people think so much. And I think that's why he left to go somewhere else was he heard the the whispers, heard the chirping about people saying, well, this guy – couldn't get it done in OKC. So he joined Golden State and then he couldn't get it done. He can't get it done without them. So I think he wanted to go and prove himself somewhere. He chose Brooklyn. It just happened to be a place he chose. He better chose he chose his buddy Kyrie. Then eventually he got his his old buddy James Harden, who he played with in OKC, and he said, Let's do it. I want to show that I don't need to join golden state to go win a championship i think like there's yeah, no I other no, I, I look at and say yeah he cares about what other people think 
more than him. The only other guy that's close for me is LeBron James that cares about what other, what the media says, what other people say about him. That's the only two people I can think of that care that deeply about what people say. LeBron don't care. LeBron right cares. LeBron like there's a reason care. cares, why, but not like that much. No, he doesn't. There's a reason why he left, did the same thing to Miami as KD did to Golden State. Uh, he could have stayed in Miami, but he left to go back to Cleveland. He wanted to show that he didn't need a super team. He wanted to go, to home, go and John. win it. Yeah, he wanted he to go home, John. He didn't right, go but home. He, That's apples but he and heard oranges. the whisper. He was the villain. No. Remember, he was the villain, and he doesn't like being the villain. He likes really? to be the good guy. Ask and LeBron was, that now. He was the good guy. don't care. Yeah, he's, he was, he's a villain. But back then, he always will before be. he had won a championship, he was the bad guy. He was the villain. He is the guy that joined up, you know, with his super team. And if you remember how much vitriol he got when he joined Miami, when he did the, the decision, like you could see it, it affected him. He got, like four, clearly, he got four rings, bro. You think right, LeBron cares? But he hadn't, but I'm saying when he got to Miami, he hadn't won anything. And but you heard saying, Skip he Bayless now, every day. And those guys blabbing on about how he can't get it done. You know what I mean? Like he cares. John, John, don't talk about, about Skip Bayless. Because that man straight up said yesterday something about how the Cowboys have a chance to win a championship next I year. I didn't tell you. Uh, I didn't say uh, that he was right. I'm just I'm, I you, know. I'm just telling you. I read something yesterday. get it I done was... back then before he got it done in Miami. All right. All right. Anyway, I want to yeah. move on real quick, talk some more basketball, though. Uh, and and I, I said to John, I said uh, this is a topic I wanted to talk about really badly because to me, you know, there's a lot of a lot of contracts have been thrown out. It's great. And I understand this one, but I also don't. Okay. Zion Williamson gets basically a supermax. If if, if he he gets a five year extension, and it can be a supermax depending on what happens next season. Right. But regardless, man's going to make a lot of money mm-hmm. no matter what. But I'd like to point out, Zion Williamson hasn't played very much. Now I get he's been hurt. I understand that, but he played twenty four games. In 2019 and 20, then in 2020 slash 2021, he played 61 games. He hasn't played since. He has played a total of 85 games in the NBA, and they just gave him a five-year max contract, basically. Now, I get, I get you have a young superstar or a, or potential superstar, I should say. But, and I, and I will defer to you guys to hear your opinions in a moment. But to me, I don't get that. Like I get you want to, I under, again and I get it and I don't get it. I get you want to lock your guys up. I understand that, and I understand maybe he demands a lot of money. But for a guy that, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty unproven, and more importantly, was just injured, and you don't know what's going to happen after said injury when he comes back to play, whenever that may be at this point, because we just I don't know. That's a lot of money to be shelling out right now to a guy that's played 85 games. And we don't know what's going to happen when he comes back. That's, to me, not really great. The Pelicans don't look like they're doing too hot. So I, I just want to say before I let Eric go, this, this is not even close. What Zion's done in the limited time we've seen him, far above what Greg Oden failed to accomplish in his short time in the NBA. When Zion's played, he's looked fantastic. Like, if you look at his stats, he's been amazing, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the court. But, that, but like, make no mistake about it. If you look at Zion's stats when he does play, which is very, right. not I, very I often, 
He's fantastic. So he's not Greg Oden. It's not even close. I get the comparison about how he could, but Greg Oden was also too young and he wasn't, his body wasn't ready to take on the rigors of the NBA. If he had stayed in, if he had stayed in college longer, this is not to go on about Greg Oden, but if he had stayed in college longer, I think that he could have developed uh, physically his frame Going into the NBA that young, it was just too much, too fast. But anyway, uh, Zion Williamson, Eric, please go on because I don't have any problem with this, and I completely understand it. So, wow. You know, I understand the reasoning because it's because, as, as John, both you and Jake alluded to, it's the lack of on-court presence that we have seen from Zion, which is why people are throwing out the name Greg Odom. Okay. I I get it. I do. What I have an issue with is his health playing a factor and still being rewarded, if you will, with that type of contract. But now I will also in the same breath say, if they're going to be selfish and not selfish, but if they're going to be that giving with the money, hell, write us a check. Let's go. Five line sports. We'll take care of all the production. Sign up. If you want to spend that kind of money on a player who has played 85, game, 85 games, 85 games in technically, because even though he didn't play last year, that would be still three seasons, 85 three games seasons. over three seasons, even right. though he was out for one. So, so you counts. play. In an 82-game season, and I know 2020 was was a shorter season, um, you know. But if we're taking a full 82-game season, that means in each one of the last three seasons, you played 33 and a third percent. Um, about I was gonna say about about a third. To be fair, season. he Give played the majority of 2020 when the pandemic happened. He played majority. He played 61 games, but that was during the but pandemic. But that was a short so. schedule, John. Uh, no, I know, but I'm saying he still played 61 okay. games. Okay, no, I know. When he well, we're did. taking, but okay, so fine. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. take let's take the body of work though. The body of work is three years. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you yeah. take eighty-two times three, that's two hundred and forty-six. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not signing. My biggest thing is this, that. real but quick. He did have one season where he my, actually played almost an John, entire eighty-two. Here's okay. my problem. All right. In in nineteen twenty, when he could play the full season, he only played twenty-four games. So that's again. Now rough we know math. he was coming off that injury, correct? Eric? I know during that time, but still. That's only a fourth of the season, roughly. It's a little bit right, more right, probably, right. but roughly. Then John, shortened season, he plays most of it. That's great. We haven't seen him play since since that season ended. And he averaged 27 in that season. I know, I'm but not, we haven't seen I'm him play since. I'm not discounting the athleticism, nor am I discounting what Zion has done. I am just of the mindset that, and again, because I'm not on that level, my analogy is based on my life. So, so let me if ask I her. for three, hold on. If I for three years only worked thirty three percent of the time, am I worthy of a super max contract? Yeah. Am are, are I you, worthy of should getting you be a paid raise as high as you can be? Basically, to, you know, someone who has done the work over the last three plus years. Right. Should you be earning the max amount you can? Basically, no. I, I, th- right. I think. Because he's only 4.4, that's a very small sample size, but he's only 4.4 points per game away from tying Michael Jordan for a career average for the most all time. Out of anybody yeah, ever, but, he's 4.4 average in points yeah. less per career. 
like per season than Michael Jordan. For yeah, but that's that's now, hold on, judge. hold on, Jake. I get it. Like I said, it's a very small sample size. But this guy's average. Let me show you his stats. I know. I'm looking. Twenty five point seven per game. Sixty point four percent from the field, which is fan. I get it. He's a forward. You're going to shoot a high clip, but still you're shoot- making 60% of your shots, almost 26 points per game, seven boards. He needs to get the boards up. I think seven boards per game with a guy that that's that big, 284 pounds that big. I, I think he needs to get the boards up. That's just me. However, guys, you got, you forget he's 22 years old. I know. Like this guy's not 26. And we're like, I don't know. He's in the prime of his career. Like he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Like, and they're building around him. They're trying to get pieces and things are like they? that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah, went and they, traded they, for I, CJ I will, McCollum. I will agree with JS. They are trying to build yeah. around him. I am just of the mindset that that type of dollars should not have been given to Zion until I've seen Zion play a full season. Right. I, I get think, it. But, I think but, Zion should have gotten another year or two. On his extent, like an extension but he for was also asked, maybe two he was years. going to ask out eventually. So this is a way of keeping him. You're trying to build around him. You're giving him the large, the large deal. You're giving him his bag. You're trying to build around him. They're doing everything they can to keep what is right. supposed to be a generational type of draft pick. Because I mean, he's like LeBron James type of size. Whenever you see that, you don't see guys built like that. So if he can hold up physically, and to me, part of that is he hasn't taken it serious when it comes to condition, as Troy Gary said, condition is a problem. Um, I agree with that. I, I think that he hasn't taken it quite serious when it comes to being okay with not being able to eat what you want. Like, it's not a knock on him, but it, it seems like he just eats kind of sort of like worse than a regular, like as a professional athlete, you have to be okay with like, you just can't eat those things anymore. And it seems like Zion hasn't gotten that down yet. But man, like the reason they give him this deal is he's 22. Is he averaging almost 26 points per game, shooting 60% over his career? Like you have to give him this deal. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They were forced into this because you can't let him force his way out. Because if you lose Zion, what do you really have? Like you have some nice pieces, but Zion is the core and then everything else around him. Here's the problem, John. Because if he forces his way out, oh, let's, oh, he forces, yeah, so he forces his way out, you lose Zion. Let's say he doesn't force his way out. But because of injuries, it's going to take him a couple of years, or you know, let's just say at least another season, maybe two, to really get back to full health, to be at the level he was previously. Was it really worth it? The was Pelicans it, was, aren't going to live that way where they're like, well, he might get, they have my to point live is, in the now. Or would it have been worth it to say, would it have been worth it to say, Hey, let's give him a two-year contract extension. Let's help him get healthy. Tell him we want you to get healthy. We want to help you get healthy first. And once that's done, then we're going to give you the full contract done. That way, that way, when we give you your supermax, we're going to get you to give you that most money when you're most deserving. But Jake, that's this the logic isn't the to me. NFL. That's the logic to me. You're talking like it's that's how it would go in the NFL. This isn't the NFL, man. This is the NBA. It's completely different how, with how superstars superstars run this. I get league. it, but right. John, like to, this to isn't me, the NFL they're giving a lot of money like, to a guy that's pretty unproven. And when I and I say unproven because of what Eric was getting at, which is the lack of playing. That's the only thing that's unproven to me. That's exactly. it. And I'm, the only thing I'm worried about is when he comes back from injury. Right. Other than that, I know how great he can be. I've seen it. There's no questions about that. It's just he hasn't played a lot, so it's a lot of money for doing a lot of nothing. 
It's a lot of sitting around. He's earning a lot of money. And John, you talked about his health. You know, his eating habits aren't great either, which could kind of hurt him in the end. That could oh, really yeah, be a course. problem. But so, I mean, I think of it like the WNBA, Eric, because we just saw what happened in the WNBA. While sports are in it, shameless plug, Monday and Wednesdays, they'll be back tomorrow night, 10 o'clock. Um, we will talk about Tina Charles. Like when you see players, when you see like how finicky the NBA and WNBA is because these rosters are so small, it's a different ball game. Like you don't have a 53-man roster like the NFL. Like you don't have like, what is it, 25, 26 guys. You don't have like the luxury of that whenever it comes to baseball, like you don't have all those players in the WNBA and the NBA, you have 12 people at most like 12, 13 at most, like your rosters are very small. And when talent comes, I, I don't get the Tina Charles thing. I still don't understand that. But when talent comes in the WNBA and the NBA, you cannot pass up on it. Like you have to, and, and we saw like the NFL, Eric, NFL draft, you can find gems. WM, yeah. Like WNBA draft and NBA draft, it's very hard. Most of the draft picks don't pan out. And more often than not, like you find yourself with a bust rather than like a star. It's hard to find a star. So like when you have a Zion who we saw in limited sample size, what he can be, you, you got to invest in that. I, I, and I, and I, I, I understand your lens, John. I'm looking at it through your lens and you and I are on the same boat in right. that regard. However, listen, I'm an old head, man. You got to earn your money. I'm an old that. head. You go out there, you pack yourself a lunch, you show everybody that you're the best of the best. That way, when contract time comes around, hey, you have nothing. You have no reason not to give me that money. Because here's the thing that I'm looking at right now. Yes, Zion is 22 years old. Yes, the sample size that we have seen of him shows, as you pointed out, he hits almost the mark of and Michael Jordan based on what he has done. And I get that. We are in no way stating that he is Michael Jordan. We are in no, no way stating that he is not. even close to MJ. But what we are saying is if you look at it analytically, the man's numbers stack up. Yeah. Okay. They're pretty damn So good. I get that. I am just of the mindset that. You bust your ass and show the world why I am the cream of the crop. I am the point zero 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 one percent and why I am that guy that should be getting in excess of $200 million. Right. And the other thing real quick is also I just was curious about his contract situation. It's what I thought. He didn't have to get a new contract until after next season where he'd be a restricted free agent. So what they could have also done – was even just get him to play part of the season to no, make sure he's, Jake, he's healthy just, enough and then give him a contract literally just extend it during the season. You, this, There's no reason thinking, not to. You're thinking the way they handle business in the NFL. Like that's the way they handle no, things in the NFL. No. What I'm thinking like, is about money. I no, don't want to waste it. money on a guy that might not be but what in he the was NFL, two years ago. Yeah, well, in the in the NBA, they waste money on uh, on players. I know they do. I'm, so, that's, but know, that's my point. Like that's what that that's NBA all the time. You're right, but that's the point. Not that of what Zion I'm is at. one of those players that that's but, like a mid level player that's getting You max. said it, John. You said it. They waste money in the NBA. That was what yeah, I was getting at. Of course, is, but, Zion likely isn't a waste. It's likely a but, great extension. As I but said, the before, off chance that it's not, they didn't have to do it yet, which is why I was wearing. The smaller the roster shake, the smaller the roster the more likely you're going to get these contracts. That's, That's why fine. guys can get these deals because John, 
It's not like he was a restricted free agent yet. No, no, my no, point, no. But again, they had time to do this, which is my you're point. You're thinking of it the way we handle it in the NFL. Like the way that it's no. handled in the NFL is like it's the way you're talking. That's that's NFL speak. NBA is a completely different animal when it comes to this stuff. They're doing it based off of like like in the NFL, Jake. Do you see after two years you're like, hey, Lamar Jackson has a five year, a four year rookie deal with fifth year option. After two years, are you like, yeah, let's go and give Lamar Jackson a brand new deal? That's not the way it happens in the NFL, and you That's know that fun. Kyler Murray wants a new deal after three, and he still has one more year and a player option for a fifth year. He still has that, and, That's our, also, and we. To be fair, I, those contracts are also longer though. Like you right, just said, but I, they go I, up to five years. I think we all agree on this panel that. When Kyler Murray says, give me a new deal after three, all of us are like, what the hell are you talking about? You need to go and prove it. That's the way the NFL works is if you haven't proven it, you don't get a new deal. They don't go off of potential. In the NBA, they go off of they go off of what you've done, but also in Zion's I'll, case, they go I'll off the this. potential of what he's going to give you Burrow, for the Joe next Burrow 15 did the same, years. If Joe Burrow did the same thing as Kyler Murray, I'd say yes right now. No. And I, that's, would. I would. No. I would. No, you don't have to. But I would. And that's fine, but that's what I would do. And that's, you don't have that's, to. That's so. But my point is to John. Did you beat I the disagree. odds? Yes, but at the end of the day, I still would not give him that type of money. Yeah, you got there, and it, it's great, wonderful, fantastic. Something that hasn't been done in thirty years. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to get back there. See, I got to see repetition. And I got to see that there's absolutely. A, uh, that's my point, though. Okay. If if I, I'm saying I'm saying if Joe Burrow does it again, right? So Joe Burrow is entering year three right now, right? So if after year three we see him do it again, which is what John said, Jeez. Kyler Murray in year three, I'm saying Joe Burrow does year three, we see him do it again. If he asks me for that kind of money, the answer is unequivocally, absolutely, have at it. Why? Because he just proved to me he can do it. He beat, whether he, he wins it. or not, you're still going to give it to him. If he can get me back to that point, absolutely, and I'll tell you why. Because if he could do it in year in year his real first you know full year right right where he has to beat the odds where he's his team is clearly not the best he does that but then goes back when the team gets better so you're building around you're trying to help him now it's not the best the team can be yet because that defense while good can be better they fix the things around Joe now they help him he puts up better numbers than last year he helps the team be great again. I would give him the money, and it's simple, because I want to lock him down. I want to keep him on my team. I want him to know we are in on him, and then I want to build on that defense to make okay, it. Okay, but Jake, that's the calendar. same thing as what John is saying about Zion then. And that's fine. But that, but hold on. What I'm saying is I need to see proof. I need to see. Well, I mean, if you want to talk proof, look at the – look. all right, I just said it. If you want to talk proof, then it's the analytics side and say, look what this guy can do when he is healthy, when right. he is on the court. Right. So to well, John's point, point, then, yeah, what you're saying about Joe Burrow, John is saying the exact same thing about Zion. And I still is, am saying to both of those guys, no. no My thing is, I saw is Joe Burrow come off of injury. This isn't, this isn't like the way you and I think where we're like old school. I, we're like, yeah, you got to prove it. Like the, the sports, like athletes today, that's it's fun. like. That's why I disagree with what's happening. Because for me, Joe Burrow got hurt, came back, proved himself, and in this fictional scenario I'm creating, he proved himself again. He proved it twice. Zion shows what he can do, gets right. hurt, haven't seen him prove himself yet. That's my concern. I, I, I after the injury, so you're well like on it. Jake. You're well on to pay a quarterback. So, so what's going to happen with the Bengals is 
and we see it with every team, is when you start paying a quarterback 40, 45 million, you lose those other pieces. Like you take away from the other pieces in the NFL. See, that's the difference between the NBA and the NFL is in the NBA, you can go over the luxury tax. You can pay. If you're the owner, you can go over the luxury tax and that'll come out of your, your check basically. But the NFL is different. Like you can't afford to jump the gun on Joe Burrow three seasons earlier, two seasons early and say, let's give him a $45 million a year contract. Because guess what? When that happens, you start losing guys like Joe Mixon. You start losing guys like T. Higgins. You start losing those pieces around Joe Burrow that you need to help make Joe Burrow successful. I think my ultimate point That's the way the done. NFL works. So you, if if you can get keep a guy on a rookie contract, a quarterback, you that's do fine. it for as long as you can. But that's that's, my that's point. the formula for winning a Super. That's my point right there. Keep Zion on his rookie contract as long as you can. But it's Keep a different another- game, Jake. You're thinking of it like NFL terms. This isn't the NFL. You're missing NFL. what I'm getting at. Like you got to separate the two. You're, you're missing the whole point animals. of what I'm getting at then. I'm getting at if your guy proves to you over and over, especially after an injury, which both guys have the injury factor, right? If you prove to me multiple times you still got it, okay, I want to give you my money. But if, you, if you've been injured, right, and you haven't proven to me yet, because Joe Burrow in very limited play before his injury showed me he's got it. But then he came, he got hurt. Comes back with a losing record, it. right? With a losing record, right? With Zion is a losing record too. What's your point? Zion uh, is the NBA point? is different when it comes to being a qu- no, quarterback. Absolutely, win loss matters. In NBA, it doesn't not. matter what your win John, loss. I'm talking statistically. That's not attached I'm to just talking. Player. Let's let's analyze stats. That's it. Joe Burrow proved to me that he could play in the NFL before he gets hurt, and more importantly, as I was stating, after his injury, Zion proved before his injury he could play. I haven't seen him since his injury. Players in Has all Joe sports. Has Joe Burrow proved he deserves the deal right now? If they say, if you, if I said no, I said no. I said okay. I need another right. season. I said I okay. need one more season, and then I would feel confident about it. Okay, but I haven't gotten that yet. For Zion, I've gotten the season before the injury, and I got a full season, which is something I didn't get with Joe Burrow, which is also a determining factor. As Joe Burrow gave me a small sample size so injury, then a full season. Stats. And they go eight and nine and miss the playoffs. Does he get a new deal? No. That's Why? Not what I'm saying, Why, Jake? That's he he would saying. have better see. He would have a better season than he had last George, year. He are, would prove himself to you, right? You are completely missing the point of. No, what I'm, I'm just I'm at. just asking you a question. How? What? Someone, what does proven? Himself? You're missing what I'm. Is it because he got? I'm saying for me personally, guys earn their money when they prove themselves. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Zion proved something before he got hurt, but after he got hurt, I haven't seen him prove himself again. That's all I'm getting at. That's no, it. I just want to Joe know Burrow what, has what, proved himself what since injury. Joe Burrow a new contract after three years in your mind? If he does it, what, just, what does he have to do this year? For me personally, that yep. he would earn his money. Yep. He got injured. He proved himself. I need him to see him do it again. I, I need to know it wasn't a fluke season. It didn't just happen Back to once. Super Bowl? I need to see him do that again. I need to see him play at the level and bring his team up to the level that he did last year. I'm not saying he's a Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying just I, they making the playoffs is very important. But if Joe Burrow, if they make the playoffs and Joe Burrow declines, I don't really care. Okay. It doesn't. I was mean just anything. curious, like what your standards are for my standards are is that they live up to the standards that they're expected to play. <laughs> That's it. Earn Great your money. Answer. Earn Great no. Answer. Earn your money. You are, there is an expectation set on you to way play to go, a certain Mike way. Go earn it. Go earn your money. <laughs> uh, that's my standard. Um, any last comments before we got to wrap things up here, gentlemen? 
I think you're crazy. Uh, well, I'm normally the says a lot one, coming from you. Says I'm a the lot crazy one you. normally, but tonight Jake has taken my role. You know, I That's had fun. two weeks of, of of being off and and not listening to John's voice, and I guess part <laughs> of me was kind of like I was happy to be back, so I kind of missed it. <laughs> Not so much, but I got to still deal with John tomorrow. Thanks. Shameless plug, 10 p.m. The sports arena is back, baby. But, gentlemen, as always, I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on. Always. We appreciate you coming on, Eric. All right, John, show them, tell them where they can get you. Yeah, of course. Blue Hawks 13 on Twitter. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube, Sideline Sports. And uh, make sure you check out all of our shows Sunday through Saturday because that's how the calendar works, Eric Wilson. Um, you can check out. All of our shows go to the Sports Arena website, the Sports Arena, I believe it, what is it, Eric? SportsArena1.com. Uh, you can see all of the shows of Sideline Sports on there. Uh, Rudy Reyes, the Rude Dog Show, has just been added to the network. Dave Stevens, seven-time Emmy winner, formerly of ESPN, has joined Sideline Sports, joined the Troy and Gary Show, or Gary and Stein Show, which is now Gary Stevens. Stein and Stevens. Gary Stein, Stein and, and Stevens. Stevens. Man, that's going to be hard to get. Like that's such a tongue twister, <laughs> but um, so he's joined that seven time Emmy winner, formerly of ESPN. He's joined sideline sports network and we have shows every single day of the week. All of absolutely. our people are absolutely amazing. And uh, I'll kick it to you. Absolutely. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. Most importantly, you can find sideline sports as you see scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Instagram and Twitter is sideline sport one YouTube and Facebook is sideline sports. We have a group for the page. Just look us up. We are on DBTV, formerly known as DBNA Television, is now DBTV. For those that have been following us for a little while, that is what it is, DBTV.com. Go check it out. Um, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TikTok. We are everywhere, like I always say. Just look us up. You will find us. And on that note, everybody have a good one, and we will see you next time. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.